Hey, welcome to The Real Podcast, where you are able to ask difficult questions and get answers to those right here. Not only a YouTube channel, but also podcasts at World Harvest Church, where we love to bring simplicity to work their confusion be. Welcome, Pastor Brad, hey, again. Good thanks, to have Kinsley. you. Good to be back here with you here. It always is. You know, it's, uh, it's amazing to me. Yesterday when we announced uh, the ability to ask the hard questions, there's so many people that responded, wow, that's really cool. I can ask yeah. a question uh, about, you know, what's going on in service. And yeah. I, I can have it answered now. That leaves quite a quite a bit of work for us to do. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you know, there are simple questions. There are some pretty deep questions too. And, yeah. Uh, questions we can answer, and questions that you know what we've got questions about too. Yeah, yeah. But that's the beautiful part about it is that you get to be real. You get to be honest with yourself. You get to yeah. be authentic and say, you know, I don't have the answers to this because yeah. there's several things. You know, one of the questions today, <laughs> I just got to laugh about because it is loaded. It is a loaded uh, question. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to it in the second half. Uh, but first, let's go ahead and recap real quick. If you're just okay. tuning in and maybe you missed this week, uh, we'll post in the link below where you can actually go and watch the service online if you missed it so you understand what we're talking about. But we really want to not only just give a quick recap, um, but really dive into some of the questions people had from yesterday. So yesterday's sermon, not only was it the Care Portal launch where yeah. it's a great avenue for us to launch in and, and caring for people in the local area that have needs in the foster system and the child care system, um, but the message itself fit perfectly with mm, that. Yeah, absolutely. Brought by Pastor Tammy, your wife. Yeah. Yeah, Pastor Tammy brought the message. Uh, you know, been married to her for what thirty-two years, right around in there. Yeah. So actually, this year will be thirty-two years in August. But uh, just incredible uh, message that she brought. Just another uh, message in the uh, taking a real Jesus to a real world. Mm-hmm. Uh, just really driving home that fact that we're to live the op- opposite life. Yeah. You know, and how we respond to respond in certain situations because. You know, we live in a real world where yeah. we're we're not treated uh, the way we want to be treated sometimes. Yeah. And she brought out a great uh, point of how do we respond to that. But more importantly, you know, that just what does it really look like to uh, take a real Jesus to a real world? Mm-hmm. And going back to the story that her and I both thought originated probably back in the uh, in the late 80s, but the WWJD campaign that came out, the bracelets and everything. Yeah, the bracelets. But it actually takes its roots way back in the late 1800s uh, with a pastor there who had an encounter in his church. Yeah, yeah. So what what was that encounter? I mean, I I remember we were talking about not only just the encounter of, you know, you had somebody come in and and have a need in their life, and he kind of had his schedule, and he was, uh, for all all intents, he was busy. He had stuff going on. It was almost, I mean, if we're going to be honest with ourselves, sometimes when those opportunities to really speak into somebody's life and help them, it almost seems inconvenient. Yeah. Am I the only one? Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, and it goes back to our conversation that we had last uh, the previous podcast we had is, you know, what does it mean to take a real Jesus to a real world? And it's really just being available and ready to step into that moment where we see a need. And the story that Pastor Tammy brought was of Pastor uh, Charles Shelton mm-hmm. back in the late, late 1800s there. We had a guy show up at his church and he was desperate in need of help. Yeah. You know, and the pastor, he was busy and he just thought, well, this is just another uh, needy person in the, the community that needs help. And he really didn't give much attention. But then how the next Sunday rolled around when Pastor Shelton was there closing out at the, the service that mm-hmm. day, had the man come forward and just said, listen, you guys don't understand. I just, I need help. You know, I've been everywhere in town. Yeah. I've knocked on all the doors and nobody's willing to help me. Yeah. And the man asked the question, he said, you know, what would Jesus do with me? And at that moment he collapses. Uh, and so it was a very, uh, a moment that was such a, just a pivotal moment in the pastor's yeah. Uh, story of ministry of his life there, how he realized that uh, later on the man ends up dying mm-hmm. there. And it just, uh, 
it just messed him up. It wrecked him mm-hmm. to realize that he had that opportunity to help this man, but he passed on it. Mm-hmm. But how the man that his life, uh, you know, was snuffed out just because of the circumstances of life that he was in. And uh, he was, you know, so this set Pastor Shelton on this campaign. And yeah. he wrote a book, In His Steps, which is really where that uh, What Would Jesus Do movement really goes back to the root of that back in those late 1800s. But, you know, like something that Pastor Tammy said yesterday, said, it's not just a cliche. You know, a lot of times we come up with the cliches and things that sound good, mm-hmm. but it's deeper than that. It's not just being able to repeat something or sound good or something yeah. you'd put on a T-shirt, but it's living it. And, yeah. you know, and it's one thing to, to broadcast it. It's another yeah. thing to live it. Yeah. It, I mean, honestly, if you ask yourself that question um, of what would Jesus do, most of the time it's not followed with, oh, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. It, uh, most of the time I yeah. feel like it's followed with a, yeah. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. I don't have time for this. Or I don't. But, but that's the hard thing is, is asking yourself, how do I don't not like, I have to have time for this. Yeah. If I, if I'm actually going yeah. to live out what I say my faith is, if I'm actually going to follow through with what you, either you tell people or what you show people on a Sunday or what, you know, what you declare your faith as, yeah. it requires an intentional step to be able to carry it out and carry it through. And yeah. that, that, uh, you know, when you insert yourself into an everyday life situation, you know, it's nice and easy to talk about these things on Sunday, but there's a lot of our listeners right now that you probably just yeah. had an experience where you want to maybe slash somebody's tires or yeah. you're like, oh my gosh, like, what is this person doing? Right. And that's where Pastor Tammy got to the, the uh, talking to the sandpaper and the velvet yeah. of there's times for everything. Yeah. You know, what a great example. Of course, uh, Pastor Tammy, to me, she's just uh, an expert at uh, visual examples. Mm-hmm. You know, she talked about the sandpaper, yeah. you know, and the velvet uh, that we have. Yeah. And what she was talking about is really the way we respond to certain situations yeah. in our life. Um, you know, and it's, um, she used the story of our personal life, how she had a situation arise where uh, she had this business several years ago when uh, a tenant that was next door to her came in and was pretty belligerent, pretty upset mm-hmm. because some water was leaking into his side there. And, uh, you know, she, she was pretty funny telling the story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how she went to respond with sandpaper, you know, and just tell the guy the what for in that, yeah. you know. Uh, but we was able to bring the velvet approach to that. You know, and it was a situation that was, you know, it was a guy that we really didn't have any relationship with. You know, he wasn't going to be able to uh, sit there and listen to me preach a sermon about mm-hmm. how to act and how mm-hmm. to treat somebody. I mean, yeah. he was, you know, this is what's going on in my world, and you better <laughs> fix it, buddy. Yeah. And so we responded in velvet, and it brought peace to that situation that could have easily spiraled out of control and uh, gotten pretty ugly. Yeah. And so, you know, we see in the life of Jesus, you know, especially there in Matthew chapter 5, he tells us how to treat our enemies and those who do us wrong. Yeah. You know, um, I was talking to a, a gentleman uh, just this morning that... Um, he was asking me some advice about, you know, there was a pastor in town that he felt was preaching some doctrine that just wasn't quite 100%. And, Uh you know, he was asking me, should I write this guy a letter? And so I asked him the question. I said, do you have influence with a man? Mm -hmm. And he said, well, probably not, because I just was a bypasser, basically, just a moment or pass crossed. And I said, you know, uh, I didn't tell him this, but, you know, I get letters like that all the time. People come, they don't like what we say, don't like what we preach. But unless it's somebody that has influence on my life, I usually just, to be honest with you, I probably shouldn't be saying this public, I'll read it 
and usually it goes in the trash. Mm-hmm. But now if somebody that has influenced in my life, a mentor, an elder, or one of our leaders comes to me with the very same thing, I'm going to stop and I'm going to listen. Mm-hmm. You know, the difference in that is, is what is our realm of authority that we have with that person? Mm-hmm. You know, like with you, I've, there's a realm of authority that we have, a relationship mm-hmm. that we have. That I, if I come to you and say, Kinsley, I'm going to pull out some sandpaper here. Let's work on a rough edge. Yeah. You're going to say, bring it on, Pastor. Yeah. But if I was some random guy on the street saying, hey, you know, I don't like that, you know, where you're probably not going to give it much attention. Yeah. And so it really boils down to sandpaper velvet. What's the realm of influence that we're in? Do we have influence with that person? Yeah. But because until you have influence into somebody's life as a mentor, as a friend, as a leader, you know what? Sometimes we just, I think that's where Jesus was responding. You've got to respond in love. Mm-hmm. In that. Yeah. So, so when you say that, that that bids a question to me because I think there's people out there who have either questions, uh, specifically in our church, that say, "Hey, why do we do this?" Or, you know, I don't necessarily agree to this. Yeah. And th- there's been times where, until they would, if they would have simply asked, or if they would have yeah. simply come to us and said, "Hey, you know, what about this or what about that?" So, uh, f- for those of the people in the congregation, or members, or m- maybe guests, how do you approach that? How do you approach that trying to gain clarity on a situation, or how do you approach it trying to say, "Hey, uh, I don't necessarily agree with this"? Like, how do you approach that if you are a member of the congregation with the staff or with yeah. the pastors? Yeah, you know, everything stem- starts with just a simple conversation. Yeah, you know, one of my uh, frustrating things about growing up in church life, you know, growing up in a pastor's home is how many people won't bring a conversation to the table. Mm-hmm. You know, they simply will get their feelings hurt or they, a majority of times I see people will actually leave a church just because of a simple misunderstanding. Yeah. And if they would just sit down and have a little conversation, it would clear things up. Yeah. Of course, I think that's a tool the adversary uses so many times in our life to try to twist things and yeah. try to manipulate truth in there where, you know, if we just simply sit down and have a quick conversation, it could even be an email or something. Hey, what did you mean by this? Or you said this or this scripture or that. Well, I, I, help me out with that. And yeah. so that's one reason I think that this platform is great for us to have today because yeah. now we have way people can ask questions yeah. and bring some clarification. Or you and I can sit down and say, you know, that was said. What did you really mean by that? Yeah. In yeah. That. So, yeah. you know, because in a you know 35-minute message on a Sunday morning, it's hard to really convey a real truth like we'd like too many times from yeah. the pulpit. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. In fact, that, that um, just so you know, whatever questions you ask on this, I mean, they're going to get asked. We're not going to filter through the questions unless we have 100 questions and we only have 25 minutes to get yeah. through 100. It's not going to happen. However, we'll do, we do everything we can to just, if you got a question, we're going to answer it. But one of the first questions is we are talking about the sandpaper and the velvet. Yeah. You know, Pastor Timo was talking about, you know, uh, suffer in silence. Suffer in silence in the sense yeah. of sometimes we don't get treated the way we want to be treated. Sometimes you do just want to insert your voice into the circumstance and say, yeah. listen, I'm not going to put up with whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. But when is the right time? And the question specifically you got is uh, when and how do you not suffer in silence? What is the correct time to speak out? At times, Jesus overthrew tables, and yeah. he even threw a fit in the temple. Uh, was he wrong? Was that the right yeah. time? Yeah. And, I, and again, I want to go back to what I said previously. I think it really depends on the context of our situation mm-hmm. and the realm of authority with which we're in in that context of that. You know, Jesus, I mean, he, he, he was upset at those guys. He yeah. man, made a whip. He ran them out of there, man. <laughs> I mean, he, that was a man's man right there, you know. Uh, but the thing is, this wasn't a business that he went into just running down the street one day. Yeah. This was the house of the Lord. And like I said, you have made my father's house this. Yeah. yeah. 
So that was a realm of authority for yeah. Jesus to step into and say, yeah. listen, this is wrong. You're, you're in my daddy's house. Mm-hmm. This, if it's my daddy's house, it's my house. This mm-hmm. is wrong. So he was able to step in there with his whip or his sandpaper mm-hmm. and take uh, authority over that and to bring correction to that situation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what, going back to the question, yes, there are times that we are to be sandpaper. Mm-hmm. There are also times to be velvet. It mm-hmm. depends on, I think, again, the context mm-hmm. and the realm of authority that we have into that situation there. Uh, because if I go into Walmart and just start, you know, trying to correct everybody down there at Walmart, it's not going to end well. Yeah. They're probably going to call the police on yeah. me or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, now in my ho- in our house here yeah. at World Harvest Church, somebody comes in with wrong attentions or doing something we don't like, we're going to say, You're, you quit that. We're not going to turn the other cheek. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're going to love them. Yeah. But, you know, we, we may... If it's worse enough, we may tackle them and run them out of the house yeah. in love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, because it's our house, it's yeah. our realm of authority that we're in. So yeah. I think it really boils down to that: is this a sandpaper moment or is this a velvet moment? Yeah. Majority of people we con- we connect with in our life is a lot of usually. It depends again, realm of authority. Mm-hmm. If I don't have a relationship with them, majority of my response needs to be velvet. Then. Mm-hmm. You know, turning the other cheek to those yeah. uh, that despitefully use me, praying for those that despitefully use me. Yeah. But if I've got an open door to speak into them, then I can bring the sandpaper in yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah, that that really opens the question of you know. I hear people uh, make the comment of you know, I uh, constructive criticism or or feedback. What is the difference? Because really, this is what we're talking about: is it, having a discourse, having a discussion with somebody that yeah. it maybe not be comfortable. And what is the yeah. difference between feedback? Uh, and constructive criticism, and, and there, there's a difference between those yeah. two. We'll get to it here in a second. We're gonna yeah, go to love break. to pick that back up. Absolutely, after, we after will. A break. Hey, we got a couple announcements for you. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with you here in just a moment on Real Podcast from World Harvest Church. Hey, if you're married, engaged, single, or you just have a bunch of arguments with your animals, don't miss out on the XO Marriage Conference coming up February 14th and 15th. For couples, it's $40. For an individual, it's $20. And you can get signed up today right now at harvestenids.com. It comes with a meal, great sessions, great breakout sessions, and you will absolutely get your relationship to a new level that you never expected. Get signed up today. Hey, nobody likes to do life by themselves. That's why you've got to get signed up for one of our discipleship groups taking place every other week on Sunday evenings. There's childcare provided and you can get plugged into a group that is like-minded and able to help you grow. So you're not by yourself, but you're getting to do life together with everyone else as we at church take a real Jesus to a real world each and every week. Get signed up for a D group after church or at harvestinged.com. Hey, welcome back to Real Podcast. Once again, not only a podcast, but also a YouTube page where you can follow along with what's happening right here at World Harvest Church. You know, this whole reason we're doing this is to be able to answer the questions of our congregation, to be able to reach our family. If you're with us, whether you join us online or whether you have never been to World Harvest Church, I'm sure there's questions we're going to be talking about that that you've had before in in your faith, if you're being real and honest with yourself. (laughs) Um, And that's what we love to cover. You know, we just, right before we went to the break, after a couple of announcements, uh, we were talking about uh, feedback. And, yeah. you know, being being the sandpaper, as Pastor Tim was talking about, and the velvet at the appropriate time, and what the difference between feedback and criticism is. Yeah. Feedback, and I hear some people talk about, um, well, it's constructive criticism. I don't believe that. Yeah. Because how can you 
build someone up and, and tear them down at the same moment. Because yeah. criticism is cutting somebody down. You're, you're, right. you're, it is the act of cutting them down. Yeah. And it really comes to the condition of the heart because criticism, I, I don't know that I've ever received criticism that has grown me as a person. Right. It only leaves you with this feeling of going, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. And, you know, and I think that's one thing wrong with the church today is it's full of critical people. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I think that's part of human nature. Human nature is really good at pointing out what's wrong mm-hmm. or what, or let me rephrase that, what people perceive is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it really boils back to me to the original sin in the garden. Because in the garden, you know, God put the two trees, the tree of life, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Mm-hmm. Of course, Adam and Eve, we know the story, took of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Yeah. And even in that passage in Genesis where we read there, uh, even God recognized that when, if they, when they took of that tree, he said, now they know the difference between right and wrong. Yeah. And I think that's the problem we have in our society today is too many people are still eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, mm-hmm. judging each other, mm-hmm. what's right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, my job is not to judge you. My job is to come along beside you and help you in your life any way I can yeah. in a loving, constructive way. Yeah. But for me to sit back and point out what's wrong, like Kinsley's this, Kinsley's that, yeah. go to my friends, my neighbor, you know what? Kinsley's my son-in-law, but he's this, he's that. Yeah. That's wrong. Yeah. And we have way too much of that happens in the body of Christ yeah. today. And we've all experienced that in our life. You know, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2 says that we're to make allowances for each other. Yeah. And there we read all through the scriptures, you know, those things uh, were, you know, about walking in love. But yeah. you're, you're, you're right. I mean, there's a difference. And, it, and it's, I think sometimes the line is very thin between criticism mm-hmm. and that really just being able to speak into somebody's life. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and to be able to do that, to be able to give honest feedback means that you're giving feedback in the purpose of growing an individual and helping them grow. And yeah. oftentimes, People don't know what your heart is. They don't understand what your vision is. Yeah. So they come in and give this, this projection upon you of saying, well, yeah. you're this and you're that. But how can you help me fix something if you don't even know who I am and you don't even know where I'm going or what I'm trying to do? That's, and going yeah. back to your previous point, it requires a relationship. It does. It requires a relationship because, you know, I look at the worship team, for example. Um, anybody can walk in and say, hey, you were flat or, hey, you played the wrong note, whatever it is. But when you're able to tie it back to, because there are mistakes that happen all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you, it doesn't matter whether you're preaching, whether you're kids, whether you're greeters, you know, what, that mistakes happen. Yeah. But it's different when you're able to say, hey, I know your desire to be excellent. And yeah. I know that you want to. And it, it seemed like this last week we were struggling a little bit. You know, uh, is there anything we can do to be able to help? Because we know your heart's desire. We yeah. know you want to strive for excellence. Yeah. We know that's the vision of, of where the team is, uh, where we want to go. Um, but just a little feedback. I think we can work on that. But mm-hmm. thank you so much for being part of the team. You know, that's drastically different. Yeah. That's drastically totally different. different. And there have been a lot of people hurt. Yeah. Because the previous statements were made, hey, you're not good enough. Or, right. hey, you're flatter. Yeah. What yeah, are we doing? The difference is, you know, to me, criticism versus that coming in and speaking to somebody's life. The difference is speaking to somebody's life, yeah, they're still kind of talking about something that needs to be corrected, yeah. but you're bringing an answer to it yeah, yeah. in a very loving way. Yeah. Criticism just sits back and just throws a rock, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and just, <laughs> and that's one thing about social media that just yeah. really drives me crazy because we get so many people are so critical, you know, whether it's in church or in politics. Yeah. And, and what happens so many times is when it gets bad, we start vilifying the uh-huh. other party, the other person, the other yeah. situation. And, you know, and that, that gets into error to me, yeah. you know, in that. But you know the construction, constructive criticism, there or coming in and speaking in somebody's life. I mean, it's you're doing it in a loving way. Hey, you know, I, I know you want to do this. Yeah. This is what I see. Think about this. 
Mm-hmm. It could be simple as that. Not mm-hmm. that, ah, like you said, you're mm-hmm. this or you're that. Yeah. You know, we put these labels on people or we try to vilify people, you know, yeah. or, or belittle them even. And, you know, that's, I think if we would all grow on our love walk, uh-huh. we would see a lot less uh, division in, in our churches, in yeah. our community, and in our nation. Yeah. You see this in our nation right now. Yeah. Well, and it goes back to a discussion we previously had. Uh, we're not going to get into it now because we just don't have the time. But the, yeah. uh, people's inability to have a discussion, yeah. not an argument. It's okay to disagree. It's yeah. okay to disagree. There's been times we disagreed yeah. on things, yeah. and it wasn't until we finally got to the point where uh, I could come in and say, hey, I, I think this is what I think, and this is why I think it. Until you have an honest conversation with p- someone uh, and re- really let them know and understand where your heart is. And I was just li- listening to Simon Sinek, um, and he had just talked about, I'll pull it up real quick, about how to have a uh, how to to have a discussion or uh, discourse where you actually can disagree and let me see if I can find it. Um, shoot, I'm not finding it. But essentially, he was talking about um, in order to do that, you have to be able to sh- share your feelings. Yeah. Hey, I feel this way, regardless yeah. of what's going on. This is how I feel, and this is how I'm perceiving it. The second yeah. thing you have to be able to express is the behavior. When you when this happens. This is how I feel. When this behavior yeah. happens, this is this is how I'm perceiving it, and this is how I think other people are perceiving it. it to the the impact, I guess I did remember impact. <laughs> FBI, the feelings, behavior, and impact. Mm. To be able to say, if this continues, I think this is what's going to happen, and yeah. you don't want that. Right. Nobody wants that. Yeah. Uh, as you work through. Yeah. Uh, just giving people honest feedback. Yeah, and that's so true. You know, I think of just talking there. I was thinking, you know, been married well, going on 32 years this year, and. Uh, I wish I could say these conversations go back from years and years ago, but they, they're still pretty current. Yeah. Yeah, there's times that Tammy and I will get in a, you know, a little bit of a discussion about things. You know, uh-huh. I haven't convinced her to see it my way yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, find my, I found myself, let me say it that way, because I, I, I hope I'm getting better. We'll ask Tammy about that. She's not here, so we can't ask yeah, her for sure. Yeah. But I, I found myself in previous and times past belittling her feelings mm-hmm. or her opinion and, uh, you know, in some of those times we just settled down and finally she said, you know what, you need to understand something. This is a legitimate feeling that I'm having. Yeah. Whether it's right or wrong, this is a feeling. So yeah. let's work through this thing. And every time she's done that to me, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then I've had to repent for, yeah. you know, belittling, you know, oh, you shouldn't feel that way. Yeah. Well, yeah. just because I say she shouldn't feel that way. And it goes in any relationship yeah. we have yeah. in our life. If there's something that you believe really goes back to your, you know, your convictions, which mm-hmm. is based upon your core belief system, and I've got a conviction that I'm living in my core belief system, if we're on opposite sides of that, then we're going to have a little bit of discussion. Mm-hmm. But the way to have that discussion is, is sitting down and saying, you know, this is the way I feel, this is how I see it, and then allowing the other party to, well, this is the way I feel, this is the way I see it mm-hmm. in that. And it's amazing how, you know, you can realize, you know, oh, wow, I didn't realize we yeah. are very close together on this thing. Yeah. Where I thought we were so far apart on yeah. it. When you get to the core, when you get to the core issue, I think of the, like the letter V. At the top, you seem so far apart and feel, yeah. and it seems like you're, you, there's no way you could right. ever agree. It's never going to happen. We're never going to agree to it. But when you get down to the core issue, you're actually a lot closer. When, when, yeah. Once you yeah. get past the... Not, uh, I don't want to say emotion. Once you get past the things that seem like barriers and you get to the real issue of what does it seem like the problem is, and this is true with feedback as well, yeah. um, 
when you when you, you need to insert yourself and, and give feedback to somebody and you're trying to be velvet, you, but maybe you need to bring a little sandpaper in there, yeah. you really got to ask yourself before you go to somebody, why does this bother me so much? Is yeah. this me? And oftentimes it seems like, and I know I've done this before as well, is it seems like um, we will go to try to fix an issue, but it, it's actually nobody's issue. It's my own issue. Yeah. And, I've, and I'm trying to project <laughs> it on somebody else. Yeah. yeah. Because I haven't stopped long enough to say, you know, yeah. I think this is just a me problem yeah. right now. You know, I think so many of our problems that we have with people and relationships mm-hmm. in our life would be fixed if we would operate by the principle of draw a line, draw a circle around ourselves, <laughs> work on everything in that circle, you know, yeah. control what you control and everything yeah. that's outside of that, side of that circle, you got to, you know, let it be. Yeah. You work on what's in that circle. Yeah. Yeah. But it goes back to what we talked about earlier. Too many people are trying to correct other people or yeah. trying to fix, they think, other yeah. people. And you know what? I'm responsible for my own salvation, yeah. my own walk with the Lord. Yeah. You know, and my responsibility to everybody else that's outside of my circle mm-hmm. is to love them. Yeah. And that, that, that actually, speaking of circles, literally comes full circle to what the message was yesterday about we can only do what we can do. Yeah. And what we can c- control, I love the statement, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm going to be salt, uh, salty and lit. I'm gonna salty be and lit. Salt. <laughs> I'm going to be salty and lit. Generation uh, Z thing there. <laughs> so, so funny. Our, our goal is to be the salt um, and to be the light. And you can't do that. Uh, you can't allow yourself to be defined yeah. by somebody else and yeah. what that is. Yeah. Um, hey, we got one more question uh, to get to. You it's a loaded question. Okay. Uh, loaded question. Um, and we'll just give the disclaimer up front that uh, this is one of those moments we don't have all the answers. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, but we'll go ahead and read it. It said, uh, from yesterday, what is the rapture? Yeah. And w- what is the millennium, the millennium kingdom? Yeah. And how does the church play out during these events? Yeah. It's a big question. Wow. Big question. Yeah. You know, first of all, uh, responding the rapture. The mm-hmm. rapture is referring to that moment uh, that we we see through the scripture uh, that many pre- people preach in eschatology is this the taking away of the church. Mm-hmm. When those that know Jesus Christ uh, that we see in the scriptures, there'll be a time that we'll meet Him in the air, mm-hmm. and then He'll be, take us to heaven. There, the millennial reign refers to what we read in scriptures also about how then Jesus will come back after a period of time. Mm-hmm. He will set up his kingdom here on the earth and there'll be the thousand year reign. Yeah. You know, that he'll be here. Now, yeah. is that a literal thousand or is it uh, metaphorical? A thousand? Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, but there is a lot, I think, in people's minds. There's this interest in what do, if we could call it the last days. Yeah look like for the church in that and that's always a question ever since i've been serving jesus been in church that comes around Mm -hmm. in there what about the rapture what do you believe in that and you know uh there's a lot of beliefs out there yeah you know and uh, even just in our own town yeah there is there is i i embrace the doctrine or theology that no matter what i believe it's going to work out yeah you know and so I don't put a lot of emphasis on end time events. It is important, mm-hmm. um, but there's a lot of guys out there that are a lot smarter than I am. Mm-hmm. You know that I won't ever claim to know that to tell people that I know the answer. I don't. I really don't. Yeah. You know, one theory is that the church will be raptured out before the seven years of tribulation. Yeah. You know that's what we call pre-trib pre-trib mm-hmm. uh, thinking. There's the mid-trib. In other words. After three and a half years of tribulation, the church will be raptured out. Mm-hmm. And there's the post-trib that, no, the church is going to go through it, the seven years of tribulation, and then their rapture will take mm-hmm. place. And so the, it's just one of those things that there's a lot of arguments on all sides of the yeah. spectrum of that, that, you know what, 
I'm just going to live my life for the Lord today and make sure my heart's right today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, there's something interesting about all of those, whether it's your pre, mid, or post, is that each side, and this is, uh, I think, really true for churches as a whole, is that everybody seems to have scriptures that back them yeah. specifically. Yeah. Um, and not to get too too far off, but how do you how do you work your way through something? That how do you work your way through a topic? How do you work your way through? You know, we're talking about the rapture now. That, uh, and we'll talk we'll talk about some of the people who are good resources that we can actually send you to that do yeah. the focus on this because there's entire podcasts, there's entire movies, there's entire yeah. books written on this. Yeah. And to be able to cover it in 15 minutes, but how do you work your way through? Um, a topic or maybe a hard area in the Bible where there's two sides and they are showing scripture and it kind of makes sense both directions yeah. of how they use it. How do you work your way back to what truth is? Yeah. I had a, a pastor that I tr I really looked at as a mentor of mine. It was mm -hmm. really one way. I mean, he was always speaking in my life. I didn't have that opportunity to have conversations because <laughs> yeah. yeah. of his position. But I remember him saying years ago, he said, when it comes to uh, being a preacher or teacher of the word of God, he said this, he said, emphasize what you see in scripture used many times, mm -hmm. you know, but those things you don't see a lot of emphasis on or clarity on, then you don't have to give it a lot of time either. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I've always embraced that, you know, the things that are very clear in scripture, those things that you see a repetitive principle or a mm -hmm. kingdom principle. Yeah. He, you know, I've, I've always embraced that. Teach those things, preach those things. Yeah. You know, and those things that just, you know, there's two, three sides to it all. You know, just put it on a shelf. Yeah. You know, he's talking about the pre-trib, the mid-trib, and the, the post-trib. I, I always joke about it when I talk about this with people. I'm pan-trib. I just believe it's going to pan out no matter what I believe in that. And so, you know, and that's where I, you know, let's, not that those things are wrong. You know, yeah. and there's, there's a lot of pastors and a lot of pe teachers out there that's got a lot of knowledge of it uh, in that. It's just here at World Harvest Church, our focus isn't, that, because this is what I think I see happen all the time, people kind of look to the rapture as an escape mechanism. Mm -hmm. And I don't mm -hmm. think that the Lord wants us to like, man, get me out of here, because I think he's called us here to make kingdom impact here on this side of heaven, what, not what just trying mean? to survive to get out. Yeah. What, what, do you, what do you mean by that? An escape mechanism in the sense of saying, hey, you know, I don't need to worry about it now because he's going to come in the end? Is well, that, no, what, what like in other words, and I've, I've been there... Lord, I am going through so much uh, stuff. Let's have the rapture now. Get me out oh, of yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> Lord, get me out of here. Jesus, take me now. Jesus, yeah. take me now. <laughs> and you know, most likely everybody's been to that point in their lives yeah. there. But that's what I'm talking about, you know. Uh, but, you know, I, I want to make every day count on this side of heaven that we can for the mm -hmm. kingdom of God. I want every day to count for World Harvest Church to make kingdom impact, mm -hmm. you know, whenever that may be. Uh, you know, that's why I just like, okay, God, I let's, I'm going to focus on today, this year. I want to focus on the things you're calling me to do now and that other stuff. I'm just going to put it on the shelf when it happens. It happens. Yeah, man. There's so much, gosh, we could go on for forever. We could, there's so many good questions. There's so many challenging situations yeah. to be able to tackle. Again, we, we thank you so much for your yeah. on, the honest questions you have. Um, for us, uh, each and every Sunday, you're going to see posted on the screens, on the home screen, if you will, uh, on the projectors, the number that you can text for your questions. Also, if you have questions now, yeah. leave them in the comments text below. If you're uh, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, um, 
leave them in the, the comments below. We'd love to be able to answer and at least get an inventory yeah. of, of questions that you have as well. Don't forget to subscribe. The subscribe channel is uh, is right below, or uh, I think Nick is going to put it on the screen as well. Make sure you subscribe each and every week to get the updates of what's happening right here at World of Harvest Church. And again, Pastor, yeah. thanks for being Thank here. You. It's thanks been fun. Time. We'll see you next week on Real. <laughs>